If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. The talent for so many players today, the talent in the spotlight, it's taking them to heights that their character's not strong enough to support. I'm one of those set goals achievements. I talked about faith, passion, obviously the drive the guys that I've been around and the guys that surround me every single day. If I want to be one of the best, I've got to play with and against the best. Okay, so that which gets praised gets repeated. You're listening to The Hardwood Hustle, brought to you by PGC Basketball. Thank you for tuning in. You're listening to the Hardwood Hustle Broadcasting here at Emanuel College. I'm your host, Adam Bradley, alongside TJ Rosine. Today, we're going to ask the question, should coaches just stick to basketball? But before we do, let's say a quick shout out to our friends. Hustlers, we've got some things you don't want to miss. All right, let's jump into today's communication tip of the episode. Thanks to our friends over at Team Snap. I like this week for you to avoid the name distraction. You may say, what is a name distraction? I think we've all been there before. You don't quite know someone's name, and throughout the entire interaction and throughout the entire conversation, you're actually distracted trying to figure out the name. It's almost mentally consuming you. You're spinning it around. I say, I can't remember their name. What is their name? And you're trying really hard to pull it out. Well, because of that, you're almost listening to only a portion of what's being said. Your mind is distracted simply trying to find that name. I'd like you to do two things, one of two things. The first thing is make a strong, conscious effort to learn people's names. So that first interaction, make a point to write it down, to repeat it in your head, whatever it has to do to get it in your mind so you can remember the name. Secondly, don't be afraid to ask for a reminder of the name right out of the gate. In the beginning of the conversation, say, hey, real quick, remind me your name. Awesome. They give you the name, and now that clears your mind the rest of the time to focus on the conversation. So this week, do everything you can to avoid the name distraction. Thanks to our friends over at TeamSnap. Make sure you check out TeamSnap.com backslash hustle to learn more about their communication app serving over 15 million people across the globe, bringing everything together all season long. So TJ, let me tee this up for, for everybody and where this topic came from. Um, obviously, as, as an individual that's in the leadership space and spending a lot of time in, in running a company called Lead'em Up that we provide high school coaches a, a leadership program to use with their players, it's surprising, yet not surprising at the same time, to hear at times throughout the year from parents, from well, from coaches, who are sharing stories about their interactions with parents and coaches who are sharing their stories of their interactions with ADs, that there is, at times, this message from parents and ADs to the coach saying, just stick to basketball. Mm. Almost to the point pushing back on a coach's desire to do leadership training on or to work on other aspects outside of the quote-unquote game, where they say comments like, just stick to basketball. My child, my son or daughter, they signed up to play ball, not to go through leadership training. AD saying, listen, we hired you to teach basketball. We didn't hire you to be the leadership coach. I'm using leadership as an example, but it kind of speaks to this overarching topic. Should basketball coaches stick only to basketball? Mm, yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. Um, 
Man, I, I, I feel like uh, I'm trying to put myself in that shoes as a parent, right? You know, like where do I want them to teach? I mean, ideally it takes the village. You, you're, you, Hopefully the coach is reinforcing things you're teaching as a parent. Parents face it. I think the conflicts comes when you're probably teaching two different things. You know what I mean? And there's statements like, you know, I don't need you to teach my son character and leadership. Yeah. You know what? My son, my daughter, they're good. They don't need you, but they they do need you to help them with basketball. It's a troubling comment because, you know, what we all want is for, you know, people to reinforce what we're teaching. You know what I mean? We want we want coaches to reinforce what was being taught at home. We want at home to be reinforced what we're we're teaching as coaches. We want teachers, you know. It's sad. I'll be real honest with you. It's sad to me because you'd hope the two work side by side. And I imagine a lot of times there's coaches teaching stuff they shouldn't be teaching. The parents have that. And I'm sure there's sometimes – a lot of times when parents are reinforcing things that they're not backing up the coach. And it does, seems to me, man, I, I it just seems to me like the situation's getting uglier and uglier. Have you ever found at any point, have you ever questioned or thought, man, maybe I should pull back on some of the, the life lessons of coaching and and – I know you're not preaching to your players, but it could be like considered like preaching, like preaching the life lessons and all that. Have you ever found yourself, your conscious saying, maybe I should pull back. Is this really my place? You know, is this really what I should be leading with and, and talking with? Have you found yourself ever battling that? No, I, I haven't because I would get out, I'd get out of coaching, to be honest with you. I mean, I think at the end of the day, like, um, I like basketball. But, it, you know, and I, I love basketball. Um, but I can't imagine not teaching those life lessons and wanting to grow young people. Like, that's basketball is the vessel for me. And I, I think for a lot of coaches, that is is it. So if somebody said, just go teach basketball, then I'd probably get into the – find a business that was more lucrative to teach basketball. Yeah, I mean – so I obviously haven't agreed on, on the, this type of feedback that has popped up throughout the, the country at times. And, and I can tell you one thing, you know, that is kind of, you know, coaches have, have communicated back to the parents and communicated back to the ADs a little bit more clarity where maybe there was a miscommunication in the beginning that parents didn't know how much time was being spent on leadership versus basketball and different things like that. And sometimes just simply communicating a little bit more clearly can help kind of get you past that. Do you, where, do you have any feedback, like more feedback? Like it, specifically, what was the problem with it? Because I, I know what you're talking about. And I've heard different people say this, you know, this type of stuff. And, and um, to be honest with you, like even with college athletes, it takes a while for them to buy into, like we have specific leadership time, specific growth time. And I think a lot of times they're like, man, I'm just here to hoop, right? And we have to change the heart. We have yeah. to change the, you know, the thought. so I, I get and, that. And it's that thought process from the player. I'm just here to hoop. Yeah. Like, when, when are we going to ball? Yeah. Like, when are you going to roll the balls out and let us play? Yeah. Right? And, but sometimes that same thought penetrates the thoughts of the parent. Yeah. Sometimes it penetrates the thoughts of the administration or the yeah. AD. So in, in instances that I have specific examples from, you know, most of it needed a communication and a re-clarity of like, let me tell you exactly how we are breaking down our time together. Mm-hmm. Okay, so for example, if you're with your players three hours a week or three hours a day, Monday through Friday, that's 15 hours. Let's say there's two hours on Saturday, that's 17 hours. If you're spending 45 minutes on leadership, that technically is 4% of your time together as a team spent on leadership. Yeah. When you look at it in that 
light and you communicate it in that light, all of a sudden it doesn't seem that significant. But I don't even understand why we have to justify that. You shouldn't I mean, have I mean, to. Yeah, you shouldn't have to. But in the sake where you've come across a parent or administration that wants to challenge it, okay, or question it, you do need to validate it. But at that point, 4%, you could ask the question. If we did any less, we wouldn't be doing it at all, right? right. We're talking about 4% of the time together is spent. <laughs> and and I do think there are times, and even in, in someone who's passionate about leadership, I do think there's some coaches that may go a little bit further than they should, where it does start feeling more leadership, life lessons type, and less basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, But I think anything within a 90-10 ratio is absolutely healthy. You know, and if you communicate to the administration and to the parents that your goal is to win games and, and to de- grow a program, and let's let's push off to the side momentarily, TJ, building up young people into better individuals. That should be a given. That should never need to be defended. And the yeah. fact that it is sometimes by coaches is unfortunate, right? Yeah. The fact they have to defend that desire. But let's say just from a basketball perspective. If your goal is to win games and to bring this te- this team together, you need these types of things. You need leaders to step up. Yeah. Okay, so you shouldn't even have to defend it in that light because what you're doing outside of basketball is helping basketball. So what's the problem? <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I'll be honest with you. I'm perplexed at the moment. Like I'm trying to put myself in this situation where an administration comes to me and says, you know, or AD and says you're spending too much time on leadership. If I have a leader tell me I'm spending too much time on leadership, I'm deuces. You know what I mean? Like, the, the, it's, like ha- it's happening around the country. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now. It's I know. happening and, around and, the country. And, and it's perplexing to me because then on the other, you know, the flip side of it is, you know, I would, I would, I would love to, I mean, intrigued to even div, dig deeper with some of these parents as to like why. You know why? Why would you not want leadership taught to your children? And and I, I would imagine maybe it's something that's being said or something's being done. But like, if I if I find a, a an AD or an administrator who wants me to cut back on leadership, I'm out. If I find a coach that wants to work with my child more on leadership and building culture and skills, I'm in. You know, but in both those scenarios, it seems like the opposite. So I, I think some of it also. And I think this is important because coaches, this could maybe help you avoid this type of instance in the future. If you're a coach who, who does have major emphasis on leadership and you do have major emphasis on culture and developing players you know, into better people, be clear with your parents and administration how you plan on doing it, what it looks like, and don't necessarily leave it up for the, the player to communicate. Because I think in some of these instances, there's been a player that has done some of the communicating upward or to the parents, TJ. Yeah. And I think that does a disservice to the program because you may hear a response like this. Uh, we're doing this leadership program where all my coach ever does is talk about life lessons and leadership and, and having us do this different leadership stuff, whether it's lead them up or whatever happens to be. You hear a, a player communicate like that to their parent. Now all of a sudden the parent's like, what? You signed up to play basketball, and all they why they keep doing all this leadership stuff, right? When they don't really understand it, but they're just hearing it from their son or daughter, yeah. communicated in a way. Uh, I just want to play basketball, and every day we got to do this leadership stuff or whatever it happens to look like. I think there's a miscommunication, right? We are allowing the players to communicate, and in these instances that I'm thinking of, that's been the culprit, 
Yeah. That's been the cause of it to some degree. Yeah, and for that, there's rec league, right? I mean, I feel like I, I feel like I know we're on the same page here, but I feel a little bit one sided, you know, like that. You know, the least a parent or person could do is just go ask the coaches, you know, hey, what's your goal with the leadership thing? Just curious, you know, hey, what, what's your hopes for you? Because I mean, any coach that's doing leadership has an idea to to make people better, to make the team better, you know. And so, I I, I think that it goes back. You're probably never going to stay away from those parents or those administrators. I mean, I think these are going to be problems when they're that type of person every single time. And I, I don't know that it's even leadership they're angry about or teaching of leadership. I just think they generally are wired this way to find what's going wrong or they don't like you as a coach. To be honest with you, sometimes they just don't like you as a coach. I mean, if we're, we're thinking about coaches in high school, like you're getting these kind of complaints and these kind of arguments about whatever – Either they've got issues and problems, or they just don't like you. Should so should coaches stick to just basketball? No, I mean I, look, I mean, I mean even with, remember when we emailed, when we uh, interviewed uh, Naismith, yep. creator of basketball. I mean he created the game for more than just basketball. a lot more than just basketball. All right, and and I think anybody that's ever been influential in the game did it for more reasons than just the game of basketball and. Um, if, if you just want to hoop, I mean, there's pickup leagues everywhere. There's rec leagues. There's uh, even in the rec leagues, like I'm hoping they're teaching more than just basketball. You know what I mean? But if it's just you want to go hoop, put a goal up in your yard and play. Why do you need a team? Why do you need to be a part of something bigger than you? You know, if that's what you really need, just just go go find the neighborhood people and play four on four. You know, coaches have such an opportunity. I You know, the statistic, it's going around about like how much time coaches get with players compared to like other people in society yeah i'm sure you've heard that quote you know yeah. like a coach is uh, with a player longer than you know the average person is coaches are in a unique situation to be able to impact and, and grow young people mm-hmm. and if we want them to pull back on their desire i feel bad for society right because team sports and basketball specifically because of the number of players that 12 to 15 range which i think is such a great healthy range of of young people together right it's a manageable number if that is such an environment to teach life there's so many dynamics and obstacles and adversities and challenges and things needed to come together and relationships needing to be formed and standards needing to be set and energy levels needing to be established there's so many dynamics that take place in that environment that are life lessons that will help you in all facets of your life. And we are doing a disservice to our entire country and our communities if you even remotely begin to think that coaches should stick to basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm totally with you on this one. And, you know, I think I just like to offer up some encouragement to coaches if you're dealing with this, right? If you have an administration or you have parents that are getting on to you about trying to build this stuff and trying to lead young people and trying to, you know, like, I wish it was easier, but there's always going to be haters. There's always going to be detractors. There's always going to be people trying to take away from this. But I think it just goes back to that. Like, just keep fighting the good fight. You know, I know a lot of good friends that have gotten out of coaching in the last couple of years because the fight warmed down. You know, they just got tired of battling with parents and administrators and whatever else. And, you know, so I just want to keep, you know, you know, first, I mean, seek to get better. Obviously, if you're listening here, this is one avenue you're trying to get better, but seek to get better, you know, because don't don't just cast. There's some bit of truth in what the administration is saying. There's some bit of truth in what the parent is saying. Right. There's always that that hint of something. Figure out what that is. 
But don't take it, you know, full on the chin and think that it's all your fault. You know, there's probably just a small piece of it that you could learn from. But at the same time, don't let it, you know, detour detour you from being the coach that you need to be. Yeah, I'll, I'm always hesitant to make large sweeping changes off the one percenters. Yeah. You've got those one percenters, you refer to them as those parents, those administrators, right. you know, that just no matter what, that you know, they're not even happy on their birthday. You know, I'm not going to go changing my entire approach for those. I'm certainly going to hear them, hear them, but I may not fully uh, change based on what I hear. So should coaches stick to basketball? TJ and I are unanimous. No, you shouldn't. It is more than a game. It was created to be more than a game, literally. Go back to a previous episode. You can hear the story on that. Coaches, just want to encourage you to keep pushing, keep fighting, keep impacting. Till next time, I'm Adam. He is TJ. Together we are the Harwood Hustle and we're out.